Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. This is The Guardian. I'm Alex Gorman and you're listening to Save for Later. It's a podcast about the internet, but also a podcast where a baby just came into our studio. I'm Michael Sun and shockingly the baby she refers to is not me. Um, It's a different baby that's coming into the studio. And if you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, you might receive some baby sounds as a little treat. But before you hear the baby sounds, we will be talking about something that is absolutely not for babies mobile gaming ads and why they are so thirsty. We have Alex McKinnon joining us in the studio to explain the deep, dark world of these novel, sexy adventures and just how much money he has spent on unlocking them. Spoilers, a lot. And then, Alex, you and I, we both work with words. Yes, yes. And, you know, we love having random thoughts uh, scribbled away specifically in our smartphone notes app. Uh, So we're going to be turning those into actual words, a.k.a. poetry, towards the end of the show. Truly, it was more stressful than publishing my Google search history. And then, of course, all the content on the internet this week has been battling it out in a battle royale to the death in an effort to make it to the top of our list, which we will then reveal to you. Things are about to shut down. We're all going to head home to our families, and that means just one thing, an endless scroll of looking desperately through our phones for literally anything to do aside from talk to the people around us and those that we love. So as we scroll through Instagram and Twitter, avoiding our families, we might come across something a little bit weird, a little bit enticing, and maybe something that we actually want to escape into. I feel like this is the time that I just need to confess that I am unfortunately an avid iPhone game player um, and I spend a lot of my day just randomly playing my silly little iPhone games and I am seeing more and more and more ads for these games, not only in the games themselves, but also on my infinite doom scrolls, you were saying, Alex. 
We're not talking about crushing candy here, are we, Michael? We're talking about something very different. We are talking about crushing full stop, Alex. Uh, But to talk about that, we have brought in a very illustrious guest. Alex McKinnon is the media advisor at GetUp, a Guardian contributor, and they have words all over the place, including at the New York Times, Gawker, and Junkie. Alex, you've gone through the mobile gaming wormhole and you're now out on the other side. Also, full disclaimer, we do now have two Alexes in the studio um, and I'm about to get very confused. You can just call me by my surname. Everyone else does. Thanks, Gorman. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I did go down the mobile game rabbit hole. God help me. Uh, And I I have not come out the other side. I am still very much in there. I don't know if I'm ever going to come out Tell my mum that I love her. <laughs> so t- tell me what you mean when you say you're in a mobile game rabbit hole. I think, you know, when we hear about mobile games, we sort of think basically Snake and its increasingly shiny and splashy iterations. But that's not what you've been playing, is it? No. So I've been playing, I've been hooked by a very specific type of mobile game. These are interactive narrative uh, story-based games. They have titles like Choices, Episode, Chapters, Mm -hmm. Whispers, Hollywood Story, and they kind of run the gamut from relatively well-produced and well-written, drawn, scripted, to completely (laughs) off-the-wall, generated by probably a cursed AI. (laughs) Like you said, Michael, extremely horny, often in like borderline illegal ways. Um, (laughs) Say more. Okay, so the reason I got into these games and got hooked, I was getting the ads for them as well. Mm -hmm. You probably know the ads. uh, They're they're pretty widespread now. It would be like a pregnant woman who is hired as a nanny for like a rich CEO dad who is like really hunky. She is secretly in love with him. His kids love her. But one night after she has put them to bed, she walks in on him and his, like, beautiful mistress slash girlfriend. And then a choice pops up on the screen. Uh, Choice one might be, like, leave them alone and go cry in the corner. Uh, And choice two will be, like, sabotage their relationship. And obviously you click the second one. Then it takes you into choosing, like, a slinky outfit um, to go crash the like big shareholders uh, Christmas party that it's he's having. Succession. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but just like even wilder somehow. Are these like real people acting these scenarios out? Are they kind of, I guess, like borderline hentai anime style cartoons or is it an Uncanny Valley 3D render? They are drawn as in they appear to be drawn, but there's also definitely a sort of by the numbers element to it as though all the characters are picked from a template and some of them are acted by real people and you president of the camera girl how dare you hurt my girl often with like russian or indeterminate eastern european accents how do you know him just really atrocious voice acting from people who don't sound like they've ever done it before. You can experience the growth and the love of an ordinary girl to a vampire queen. Immortal diaries start your journey life. Okay, so then you buy the ad, you've opened the tin. What is inside the tin? What's inside the tin? Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos is inside the tin. Alex? So the ad that hooked me, the ad that I... Finally, like, I stopped scrolling past them and I was like, okay, I need to know what's going on, was an ad for a game called Whispers, which is uh, mostly a romantic story-based game 
where you as the the main character, you can periodically make choices throughout the game that affect the story's outcome, usually depending on who you will end up with romantically in the game. So it takes you into the perspective of a man who is in the early stages of about to have sex with a beautiful young woman. His hands are slowly undressing her, like unbuttoning her shirt, and they appear to be your hands. Once her shirt is off and she's down to a bra and underpants, you notice a distinctive red mark on her chest. And then it cuts to you. You say, sweetie, what is this? Is it a tattoo or a birthmark? Uh, They don't speak like that, but I imagine that's how they speak, just because they're so completely, like, fake. She replies... It's a birthmark. I've always had it. And then you, as the character, cut to a flashback where you are leaving a newborn baby in a basket on a street corner and abandoning it. And it's also pouring rain and you're leaving it out in the rain. You ask her, oh, are you Rachel born in X city 18 years ago? She says, yes, I am. How do you know that? And your character says, oh, because I'm your father (gasps) and I abandoned you 18 years ago. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) The woman is obviously very upset and it zooms in on her and a choice comes up on the screen. And the question is, he shall be my dot, 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 question mark. Option one is father, which... Seems like it's not a choice. It's just like a biological Biological fact. This man is is your father. But option two is boyfriend. So the ad like strongly suggests. (laughs) So you're telling me that that's the ad. And then when you start playing the game, it's more chaotic. Weirdly, like one of the greater disappointments of my life recently that I clicked through and downloaded this game and it didn't actually give me an option to... It didn't give me a choice where I could be a beautiful young woman choosing whether or not to have sex with her dad. Very disappointing. (laughs) I know. Like, I'm not saying that I would have, but I wanted the choice. And you promised me that, Whispers, and then you took it away from me. (gasps) And I'm going to sue you. Just to clarify, I feel like we were talking earlier about illegally horny of which this would be an example I'm imagining. And this was the ad that really got you hooked, Alex. You saw this and, and, and you were like, I want to be a birthmark daughter in love with a dad. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I wanted to know if it was going to live up to the ad. As in, mm. are you actually? have you actually created a game where people can have sex with family members? And if so, why? But Whispers isn't even the most egregious example, right? Like, I remember a few years ago, or even quite recently, there's this game called Merge Mansion and another game called Lily's Garden, which prompted the first viral wave of discourse about insane ads. So I think in these ads, you see there's this woman, there's like a house that's burning down, her grandmother gets arrested and taken away in a police car, and it says, you're next on her hands. But you click into the game itself, and it's like Candy Crush, essentially. Yeah, Merge Mansion is a fairly standard uh, merge and match game, where it's like you have two items and you pair them together, and they turn into a, a better item. And hopefully you can pair that with other things. And the whole idea is that you're fixing up a house, you're fixing up a big house, and there is some backstory, but like you never figure out, there's no mention of like grandma murdering anyone. Uh, it's the same thing with Lily's Garden, the other game, which the ads, there's seriously like half an hour's worth of ads where Lily is having a baby and her boyfriend abandons her. There's another ad where she fakes a pregnancy, so her boyfriend leaves. Her mum dies at various points, like gets hit by a bus, falls <laughs> through the ice, 
all of this stuff. And Lily's Garden is a really stock standard merge and match game. Right. So you you get sucked in by this ad that has this elaborate, super soap opera plot. And then when you open the game, it's essentially just like playing Candy Crush or a little sort of digital slot machine vibe where you're, what, matching succulents together because it's garden themed? Yeah, more or less. And I wanted a soap opera, which is why I clicked through on Whispers. Like I wanted a game with twists and, you know, secret lovers and uh, surprise step-siblings and secret families. I wanted like Dallas, basically. I wanted a game that was Dallas. So what were you, what did you end up Tetrising? Just a series of bras? No. So Whispers is, it didn't deliver on the weird incest, but it was, it was an actual narrative game. So it did offer actual stories that you can walk through as a character. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there are actual plots. These things are written by writers. The art is produced by artists. What choices are you actually making? If it's not to, you know, sleep with your dad. Okay. So uh, there is a lot of sleeping with people and that's most of the choices. The game I got into the most by far, I spent a lot of time on choices and the story within choices that I played uh, was called The Royal Romance, where you play a humble New York City waitress. (laughs) Um, Her name is Riley. You can change her name if you want, but I just went with the default. So you're a waitress called Riley and one night, a group of dashing, handsome, well-dressed men come into your restaurant and you immediately have a connection with one of them, this dreamy guy called Liam. Liam is his default name, but I accidentally hit zero, so he became Liam Zero. (laughs) (laughs) And you spend uh, the night with Liam and his friends. You take him out to see the sights of New York City because he's not from New York City and you form this real connection with him. There's a spark there. And is this told like a comic book, like just a series of pictures or is it all animated? It's mostly animated. So, you know, the background might stay the same. So the scene will be in the bar and so the the bar background will be there and the different characters will pop up as they deliver dialogue. You eventually learn after Liam leaves through one of his friends that he is uh, the crown prince of a fictional European country called Cordonia. Oh, it's the (laughs) Princess Mary story. Yes, It's a classic, like, regular girl meets a guy who happens to be a handsome prince and gets whisked away. So you chose to get whisked away by Leomo? Yes. So you learn that Liam Zero is a prince. You also learn through his friend Maxwell that Cordonia has a nationwide kind of bachelor-style competition to pick Liam Zero's bride, who's going to be his wife and also eventually be the future queen of Cordonia. He asks you to come along. You say yes. There's no choice because then the game would be over. Um, And so he flies you to Cordonia, puts you up in his house, and you begin the process of competing with other noble women to seduce and eventually marry Liam Zero. Or if you choose, you can seduce his friend, uh, the commoner Drake, who is a surly chip-on-his-shoulder guy. You can seduce Hannah, another noblewoman. There are a bunch of different people who you can pursue romantically. Oh, so there, there are queer elements to these love stories too. Yeah. So a lot of the stories when they started were traditionally quite conservative. It would be you're playing a white woman, you're pursuing a white man, If there are any people of colour in these stories, they're fairly incidental, fairly minor. Um, 
but the fan communities have pushed the companies more and more to offer more diverse storylines, characterizations. You can pursue men or women. Uh, you can choose the ethnicity of your character. Some games are explicitly for LGBTQ plus people uh, where you might play as a woman or a man and the only options are for same-sex relationships. In this particular one, it is never really stated your sexuality is never really stated. It's left up to you to decide. I know, Alex, in your article, you also speak to the fact that um, people are forming real communities around these games and they're realising that sometimes these very insane characters in these very insane narratives are the first time that they might have seen someone with their identity um, in, in in a game at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um Part of the allure of some of these games is that they offer people the freedom to pursue options or pursue identities that might not be available to them in real life. Mm -hmm. um, it might give somebody the opportunity to pursue uh, somebody of the same sex or a different sexual orientation. There are games specifically devoted to uh, BDSM that educate people along the way on issues like consent. There is a breadth of possibility to these games that is I, I can really understand the appeal for people who who might be looking for more and so much so that you actually spent fifty dollars I spent of 50, your real money on this game I spent fifty six dollars and twenty seven wow. cents <laughs> why what were you spending the money on so the games are free to download you can technically download a game like choices and start playing for free but the, the hook of all these games, the ability to make choices and affect the story's outcome and affect the life of your character is usually paywalled, uh, usually through some kind of in-game currency. You can unlock different chapters of the book with keys. You spend money within storylines with gems or diamonds or they're called coins as well. And each individual purchase doesn't cost much money. It maybe costs the equivalent of $1.50 or $2, but it adds up really yeah. fast. And you spend this in-game money really fast to the point where you do find yourself going to the treasure chest screen and buying uh, 250 gems in bulk for $25. This is giving me real Kim Kardashian Hollywood energy. Back in 2014, she... It's still going. And, and it's still going. But, you know, people made fun of Kim Kardashian for launching this game where you would kind of try and conquer Hollywood like Kim and people said no one was going to play this, this is ridiculous. It was primarily driven by in-app purchases where you could upgrade to have a cooler outfit or get into a cooler party and make microtransactions in order to do that. And in the first four months it came out, it made 43.4% million dollars and ended up being named one of the 100 best <laughs> games of the last decade by Polygon. And it kind of sounds like this is a similar principle where you can sort of play without making a bunch of in-app purchases, but it's not fun and not really. Pretty much. Um, most mobile games, well, maybe not most mobile games, but a lot of mobile games now, uh, monetization is, is how they make money. The real hook is selling items or selling plot points, outfits, whatever it is within the game that will eventually start costing you real money to get them. Locking parts of the game behind a paywall uh, and hoping that you are invested enough in the story or the outcome to pay to get over that paywall. 
And that's why these ads are so clickbaity because it actually leads into direct profits for them the second you get hooked on the game. Um, But I want to talk about something that we've kind of mentioned, which is the sheer horniness of these ads. Something that I feel like is not particularly new in game ads. Like I'm thinking when I was, you know, like unsupervised on the computer at like age 11, I feel like almost every ad for a game I saw was essentially softcore. Um, And like there's that iconic meme of the woman in the medieval night game who's like we are fucking under attack and she's like in like an extremely skimpy bikini like it's just like like this phenomenon has always existed sex sells famously um yeah i remember during the kind of reign of game of thrones before the final season when everyone's 10-year relationship ended in bitter disappointment Mm. uh every video game ad i saw was essentially someone who looked like a dime store version of daenerys targaryen slowly (laughs) unzipping her bodice it made sense when we thought about you know like perhaps games 10 years ago or even before that i feel like when you imagine the stereotypical person who plays games it is probably like a straight man who probably is horny 13 year old boy who is exactly (laughs) but here i think what's interesting for me is that what we're actually seeing with these new games and alex you've read about this as well is that the audience of these games is actually much broader than who you imagine stereotypically to be playing a game and the characters in the games themselves reflect that Yeah, these games are explicitly geared to women, often to middle-aged and older women, Mm. in the same way that, you know, once upon a time, Facebook was something that was targeted at cool younger people. And now Facebook is the place where your aunt gets radicalised into (laughs) believing that, like, Joe Biden is a lizard. Um, It's weird. They are kind of inheriting the tradition. I used to work in a public library, Mm -hmm. and by far and away the most popular books that people would borrow were your kind of dime store bodice rippers. So your Mills and Boone, sexy romance, um, often period dramas, often with like weird sexual politics or racial elements. They would have titles like uh, The Billionaire's Conquest, uh, The Sheikh's Concubine. There were ones for men too, but they were explicitly cowboy books. So the the old men would come in and they would get load up on these cowboy and western uh, pulp novels and the old women would come in uh, and pick up all these Mills and Boons. Mm-hmm. And these games, in spirit, are kind of inheriting that legacy. Look, Alex, I have a burning question about your particular experience with these games. You know, they're really horny. The ads themselves are horny. I feel like we've talked about how you got hooked on a particularly horny ad. Do you... Are you horny for the game? <laughs> <laughs> um... I can see the appeal. Personally, like, (laughs) personally, choices didn't really do anything for me. Like, the royal romance, uh, it was very, it was pretty predictable. The way I chose to play the game, one, I wanted to marry Prince Liam Zero and Mm -hmm. become the Queen of Cordonia. But two, I also wanted to seduce as many people as possible along the way and see what the game would let me get away with. So anytime I was presented with an option to either hug someone or kiss someone. Obviously, I would choose kiss, even if it cost me gems, which would then cost me real money. There were a lot of meat cutes, right? Like the the standard rom-com thing. And a lot of them involved uh, a potential love interest pushing you out of the way of rampaging farm animals. (laughs) 
like a lot. That's also lot. my fantasy, by the way. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's everyone's fantasy. You're a human being, um, <laughs> but yeah, it happened a lot. Like cows charging at you, horses like breaking out of the stables, and then some hunk like whisking you away, and then obviously falling on top of you and gazing into your eyes. Uh, follow up question: Not just how horny, but how porny are these games? Because if the, if it's kind of in the Mills and Boone era, eros. If you read one of those romance novels, the sex scenes are graphic. Uh, yeah, they are. They're super graphic. Um, it depends on which story you cho- you choose to to pursue. They'll even have categories. So there will be a romance category. There will be a steamy category. There might be like a, a sizzling <laughs> category or a red hot category. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually the same categorization they use for romance novels. Yeah, and it, they'd even be color-coded, right? Like yeah. romance would be pink and anything more graphic would be like a dark red. Mm-hmm. The royal romance was, I think, Do you primarily... see Liam Zero's hog? Uh, <laughs> you don't. And I was like, I was looking. I was like, where's this hog at? You do see his rig. Like, you see his rig a lot. Uh, and they give you, like, high-def uh, bespoke artworks of his rig where he's, like, in the hot tub where, like, his shirt is open. Um, so it's Mr. Darcy and the, like, not Michael Fassbender in shame. Yeah, you do get Much to... Much my chagrin. You do get to have sex with him. Uh, in the Royal Rose Garden if you pay, but you do not see any hog, sadly. <laughs> what am I paying for? I know. I feel like, though, I pursued a relatively tame game and there are definitely, like, spicier games where maybe there is a hint of hog. There would definitely be butt. There was no butt in the Royal Romance, but I feel like there is butt elsewhere. There is butt to be found. Thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for having me. I had fun. We really appreciate your patience with all the hog questions. <laughs> More hog questions in general all the time. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, the horny police have arrested us. So we are now going to be directing our attentions towards something much less horny. I'm talking about our smartphone notes app filled with our innermost and most random thoughts on poetry. Speak for yourself about how much less horny the notes app is. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Alex, both our legs are now safely crossed. Um, (laughs) We are moving on to something else, which is much more chaste. Uh, I am, of course, talking about notes, app, poetry. This is a segment that I'm going to call... 
pros for later. Based off um, an article we published in The Guardian a few weeks ago that was all about the everyday, mundane beauty of the Notes app, an app that we both apparently use every single day of our lives. So when I read this article on The Guardian, I was like, what are they going on about? And then I looked through my own Notes app and realised that I was doing literally all of those things at once, along with several other completely inexplicable things that I have never followed up on again. I feel like when I was scrolling through my own notes app um, in preparation for this, I realized that I wrote a lot more angsty self-reflection <laughs> than I thought I could ever be contained in one app. For me, the notes app is sort of like if someone collected every post-it note that I had ever placed on every computer screen, refrigerator, or kind of hastily jotted down thing in every meeting, all collated at once and never, ever erased. I have half-written tweets and Instagram comments. Mm -hmm. I have angry emails I never intended to send and some which wouldn't look out of place in the Choices mobile game as well. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this notion of, you know, the Notes app as quote-unquote a liminal space (laughs) um, (laughs) is very fascinating to me and that is why today what we are going to do, Alex, is trawl through our own Notes apps and bring to the fore those beautiful, banal moments of our life that we are then going to turn into poetry by very nature of their vocalisation. So Alex, it's like a Williams S. Burroughs cut-ups kind of method with ex- left's wife stabbing. Exactly that. Um, it's like Williams S. Burroughs with gamification involved. Um, and the game we are going to play today, <laughs> I'm going to give you a word and I want you to search through your notes app um, and speak to me performance poetry to me, the note that comes before. Uh, The first word I have come up with is the word spirit. Got to grab my phone to do that. All right. The spirit catches you and you fall down. The biggest lesson I can teach is through action, the spirit and the body. Money lubes up domestic relationships. It makes everything run nice and smooth. You don't fight about who's going to wash the dishes when you have a dishwasher. (laughs) This epitomises Miami spirit, spice and sweetness. It started in 1984 when he came up with a combo of dog and sugar and pepper. I'm hearing article drafts. I'm hearing (laughs) culinary goodness. I'm hearing domestic drama. I'm really interested in what in what what the first line you read out was. Like the spirit catches you and you fall down. Like that actually sounds very poetic to me. So that is the very poetic title of a book that was recommended to me by someone who I am not entirely sure who it was. Uh, it's about the conflict and marrying of beliefs between uh, the medical profession and um, a group of Hmong refugees who have emigrated to California. And it's about the treatment of this child who has epilepsy. And I still haven't read the book, but apparently it's very good. All right. Next word I want you to look, and not at all inspired by what I was doing this weekend, um, is the word rave. The night I realised I'd been in Sydney for too long was the hottest of the year. That much I remember correctly. 
Which year? I'm a little fuzzier on that. November 20, 2015. There's an Uber receipt for a trip home from Malabar at 3.39am. But no. That was the night we followed a trail of glow sticks to a rave on the headland. My husband reminds me. It was a cliff top. No access to the water. My memory couldn't have happened there. Besides, it's the wrong beach. This is very much giving, like, Helen Garner, Diaries, Volume 3. <laughs> like, it's giving Joan Didion. Are you writing a book of narrative nonfiction, Alex Gorman? Uh, no, this is actually a draft for an upcoming summer series that we're running on The Guardian called A Day at the Beach that I ended up deciding not to submit this piece of writing to. Why not? So... Because I never finished it. It exists only in note form. That is the only form it needs to exist in, in my, in my, in my humble opinion. Um, and this is a beautiful note. Why, thank you. I've just literally and figuratively exposed my soul. Michael, I think I need a bit of a poem from you too. Alex, give me a word and I shall provide. I want the word love. You know what? I'm just going to search this word and read out some of the first sentences um, of these notes um, so as not to immediately have a mentee be on this podcast. <laughs> Princess Nakia's new mixtape, Letting People of Colour Enjoy Emo. Remembering Ask FM, where in some weird way I found myself. Sad music for sad POCs. Journal idea. Turd floating past you after plumbing breaks at a party and water spurting out of broken tap. On the Melbourne Eye at dusk with Gina listening to Death Cab for Cutie. Pools and the Asian-Australian imagination. I am in love with Damien Leith. <laughs> so uh, I recently, well, not that recently, but earlier this year, judged a poetry competition. And, and I've and got to say, Michael, <laughs> within the top 10%. Um, thank you so much, Alex. So we've just uh, bared our souls in front of all of you and we'd really love it if you could do exactly the same thing for us. Do you have any notes of poetry hiding in your phone? If so, please leave us a voicemail of it and we might just play it on our first episode back from our summer break. We are going to be putting the phone number in our show notes. So go there, leave us a voicemail. I especially want to hear um, if you also have a crush on Damien Leith. We've come to the end of our show, the time when we give you a treaty little takeaway bag, the things that have made it to the top of our list this week. Michael, what are you presently obsessed with? I am very excited for everyone to watch a movie called Licorice Pizza, which is coming out on Boxing Day. It's a new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It stars none other than Alana Haim herself, um, along with a cornucopia of other acclaimed actors um, in a very wholesome, gentle, coming-of-age story um, that's also just, like, riotously funny. Like, that's it's cinema. Wait, wholesome, gentle Paul Thomas Anderson? Find out for yourself. <laughs> I'm baffled by this recommendation, but also intrigued. Alex, what's your top of the list this week? My top of the list is for people who are suffering from severe and acute succession withdrawal. It is a show in which Brian Cox plays a heavy-handed and mysterious patriarch of a shadowy empire, and all of his children vie to succeed him. It is not 
just Succession. It is, in fact, a 2012 ABC show called The Straits. Big twist. It is set up in the Torres Strait Islands and Cairns. The cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. It was a very kind of brief attempt from Auntie to play in the prestige TV game. And unfortunately, it only lasted one season because it was pretty expensive and absolutely looks it, but it's a joy to watch. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Our producer today is Miles Herbert and our baby is from our head of audio, Miles Martignoni. We've also had help from Karishma Lutria and Joe Koenig, who handcrafted our music. If you like the show, you should definitely subscribe to Save for Later wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a review, um, but only if you leave it in a baby voice. And this is our very last episode of the year. Thank you guys so much for listening to all of our insane ramblings on this noble experiment for the past few months. We are going to be back in the new year, but in the meantime, you can head on over to the full story feed where Michael and Laura Murphy-Oates are going to be doing an end-of-year wrap and it's going to be really good. That's coming next week. Before then, in the meantime, goo goo gaga. Beautiful. Uh, and then, yeah, I can just like... Oh! Hello! Oh! oh. There's a baby in here, Krishma. Oh my god, there's a baby? (gasps) (gasps) Oh my god, he's so cute. We just want to get Santa photos. Oh my god. So small. He's tiny. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.